we have the one oh zabi zabi is isn't new to non-duality but he's new to um the zen bitch slap version of non-duality yeah all right well let's see uh well just as a precursor as as a as a basis we're looking at non-duality as a fact yeah and the message isn't about non-duality the message is about duality we're questioning what's assumed to be a fact from the fact not questioning what's assumed to be a fact from the assumed fact but hopefully questioning the assumed fact from the fact yeah because there is no non-duality it's that's what we are yeah we're not of thing we're not of two so like uh jesus sometimes purportedly said which i like a lot which is you know you're in this world but you're not of this world so if you follow it he presents something that you can recognize easily you know you seem to be in a world and then there's a negation of that by the statement and you're not of the world yeah so it's not disqualifying the world it says destroy the world or whatever it's just pointing out by negating something that we seem to be very familiar with and to put the statement of and you're not of it yeah so everyone has a feeling of being in the world but then we believe there's a huge assumption that we're of the world he negates that yeah he's not negating what's happening he's negating how what's happening is being used to imply something yes it's so beautiful really because he says oh because everyone hey yeah we're in a world seemingly let's say it's appearing to be true but we're not of the world yeah so if you want to look at some of the qualities of what we call our experience obviously separation is the basis yeah we think we're a long-lasting independent separate thing amongst a lot of other long-lasting independent separate things there's time obviously involved there's a finite amount of time everything that we see feel taste touch smell comes to go yeah so these things are being in the world so to speak but he's saying we're not of the world so if you could just look at it from that point of view then we're not of separation we're not of time yes we're not of a lot of stuff why does it make a difference well it makes a huge difference because you're not gonna travel lighter in the world thinking you're of the world you've got to get a quality that you're not of the world to travel lighter in the world yes all the other strategies of trying to travel lighter as paul they don't work well (laughs) they demand a lot of maintenance and a lot more work it's more and more more work not less and less and less work because we're trying to live as as if we're not in the world as something that's of the world yeah now this is the beauty of non-duality non-duality really if you're in a bad situation and you try to grab non-duality to help you out of it it's probably not going to offer a hand yeah (laughs) 
because it's going to leave you in your own devices so that hopefully you see that they're not your devices. While they're being used all the time, you can't see it. Yeah? Yeah? You can't get to the juggler as long as you're juggling. Yes? So you throw an extra ball in there, it stops the whole juggling, and then you can see the juggler has no clothes, like the emperor has no clothes. If the juggler can adapt the ball to the system, yeah, all that knowledge is reinforcing the idea of being the juggler. Non-duality pauses that, yeah? You get left with your own devices. It sounds like what this person is saying is going over your head. You don't understand. Why doesn't he slow down? I only understand a monotone with a couple of loving gazes and long pauses. He's not letting me, uh, you know, absorb what's being what's being offered exactly because the message isn't to you. We're not speaking to Zabi or Skyla. Basically, the the challenge is to speak through Zali and get through Zali, not to him or Zabi, and not to Skyla, but through Skyla to what we are. Yeah, that's the that's the target. I don't want you to think you know non-duality. I don't. That's like a big, you know how much weight that's going to produce that you're going to have to get undone? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the heaviest weight of all thinking you know non-duality. You can only be non-duality. You can't know it. Yeah? Non-duality is a fact. It's not another practice. It's not something, all right, I'm in this practice, let's back up non-duality, attach it, I got a little fucking toe, put it in there, all right, now I've got Buddhism and non-duality, or recovery and non-duality. No, it's not like that. Non-duality is a fact, and the fact is what we're of, yeah? We are of the fact of non-duality. We are of it. It's not a topic that we're trying to fit around and grok or understand. It's not a topic like that. Yeah? At least the way I see it. It implies it's a negation of what we're assuming to be so, so that you'll find out what's so, and what's so is of non-duality. Yeah? It's, it's the absence of two. It's the absence of subject-object, of yes and no, of this and that. We're, it's the absence of it. We can't describe the indescribable, but you can describe that which is taking itself to be the truth, yeah? You can describe that. You can understand about what you're not. You can describe what you're not. You're experiencing what you're not all day, yeah? But you can't apply, you can't turn that device of knowing to what you are. It will fail you, and that how, that's how it succeeds, yeah? If you keep trying to get non-duality, you'll never get it. That's a success, yeah? You failed miserably. That's how it succeeds, yeah? So you, of course it's going over your head. Your head doesn't need to have a very incredible, subtle, novel idea called non-duality. It's going to use it to fuck you really well. Yeah, you're going to have, you'll have new 
whipping posts called awakening and enlightenment. You'll just be now more tortured than ever because why am I not awakened or why is he enlightened? And yes, it just goes on and on. And it's, it's a perfect illustration of what we're talking about. Whatever we br- are brought into contact with, let's say the idea of enlightenment, something claims it. And what does that which claims it, what does it do with enlightenment? It uses it to cause suffering. Yeah? Which is, the, the, the definition of enlightenment is the cessation of all suffering. The mental state uses it to cause more suffering. Yes? What more do you need to know? Just take that. Awakening. Word's pretty nice word, yeah? Awakening, whatever. Look what it's happened with it. A lot of people are driving themselves crazy. They would have been better off never hearing the term awakening. They wouldn't be. Because now it's reinforcing their insane idea they're not awake to begin with. And they're now working hard for awakening all the while being the aspect of awakeness. Yeah. That's the message. The message we're sharing is to negate the first message we're constantly believing now from the head. The message that I'm a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, yeah, that's in a lot of fucking trouble and I'm gonna, I gotta get out of it, yeah? Not understanding that what reinforces the in is trying to get out of it, yeah? Amina Mahashi put it so beautifully, hey, there's a presupposing, so there's the ingredient of time in the first statement. There's a presupposing of a non-existent thing. What's it being supposed? It's, it's being supposed to be the existent thing. It's, and it, the thing is causing its own existence, yeah? So in that case, that thing that's causing its own existence wants to get salvation, yeah? For the thing which is inherently non-existent, yeah? So so what happens? Well, this is what happens. Your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing the non-existent thing. How can they destroy it? Yeah? How can they? First of all, you can't destroy a non-existent thing. It doesn't exist. To go, to go to war, there's got to be something to go to war with. You can't, you can't go to war against a non-existent army. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you doing? You're really going in to war with yourself as yourself. You're in the dualistic war of subject-object. You are. Because you think you're a subject let's say, and you're thinking about going on a three-week meditation retreat, the subject's thinking, oh, I'm going to get freed from a lot of this fucking physical suffering. I can't stand this body. It's a drag. I want to fly and soar like a real eagle, but I got this freaking body. So yeah, I'm signing up for three weeks, 15 hours a day meditating. That'll be no problem whatsoever. It's going to further my spiritual progress. Yeah, so you sign up, send you 2000 bucks. Now you arrive there thinking you're the subject, but now you're going to experience yourself as an object. 
So after the first day, your fucking ass hurts. Yeah. And so now you're giving up the little pillow with the nice little square rug. And now you're trying to acquire other pillows to lift the left cheek. Because the only thing you're thinking of is your fucking left cheek. Yeah. So now you got the subject idea, which is just an idea, has led you to a place where the discomfort of the body is so fucking pronounced. <laughs> the body doesn't want to sit down for 13 hours. It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now the subjective head says, I've got to sit down for 13 hours because there's no way I'm going to escape this fucking place unless I do a whole lot of stuff. And therefore, you're coming along with that because you're the vehicle of doing. So I'm going to do some damn meditation and your cheek's going to have to take it. <laughs> then you walk away from the, the meditation hall and now you're the object. You're going, what the fuck? I want to leave right now. The food sucks. I can't stand this bed. <laughs> See, we don't get the subject objectness of us because we're pictured as a singular body. Do you see that? The activity of us is completely dualistic, but we're pictured as a singular body. So it, the, the image lends a unit, a, a, a sense of oneness that isn't deserved because the real activity that we're engaged as is two-ness, yeah? So let's look at that. We can. Because what's before that is what we are. Yeah? So if something is already here, it can probably see shit that has to arrive to be here. Yes? If you're already here, you're probably going to recognize everyone who comes in. Because you're already here. Yeah? You're not like the fifth person. You're here before everyone. So now, all right, so now you can see the mental activity. Why? Because you're not of a mental activity. You're of awareness, yeah? So the awareness is a field, it's there. Now you start recognizing stuff that you used to look from, truly, yeah? You used to look from a manufactured sense of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. That's where most of our day starts from. That's why we live in interpretation, because we're based on an interpretation, yeah? We're based on being a thing, yeah? That's an interpretation, and therefore we take off from there. So we're not seeing that. We're looking from it, yeah? We're, but the possibility of seeing it is always there, but really we believe the seeing starts as, as, as us looking. But it isn't. The seeing is there before we ever come up. Yeah? So you can see what you're called to be you. You can see it from what you are. You may not think it's what you are. You may call it awareness or something like that. But it's inevitably going gonna, gonna to dawn on you, you're that. By it dawning on you what you're not, 
you're going to find out what you are. And you'll realize the failure of trying to find out what you are as what you're not. You'll recognize it. Yeah, it'll be done. Completely finitoed. Yeah. That topic is pushed over. It doesn't get reviewed. It's not debated. Yeah. You're absolutely clear you're never going to get it. It's not an experience because it's in a rarefied position. You are it. Yes. So obviously, if you believe there's distance between you and that, you're in a delusionary state. Or there's a delusionary state that's professing to be you. Yeah? If you put time or distance in that which has no time or distance, what do you get? You don't get a path to God. You get a path that you're on. Yeah? That's the emphasis. It's you. You, you, you. Yeah? So, in, see, in seeing what you're not, which is activity, that's all it is, content, just constantly active, yeah? By, by seeing what you're not, you get a sense of what you are. So we were talking about it in recovery. In recovery, in the community, people get a free sample quite a lot. All different kinds of people. And they, we call it a pause. P-A-U-S-E, not P-A-W-S. Pause. And in that pause, it's completely still. And so you can see everything's moving. Yeah? Yeah? Completely. You finally can see activity. Activity that was called a stationary, long-lasting, independent noun, you see it as verb. It's of a verb nature because you've stopped. The whole agitation, yeah, you're before it. And then you can see that which you're not, yeah? Now, it may not last long in time, but its effects can be incredibly timeless, yeah? See, that which wants to get a pause or have a pause is what's paused. Yeah? It doesn't get the pause. It's stopped. The button. <laughs> it's going, but you're not going with it. So you see it. Not from it. Yeah? But from what you are. You see it from awareness. Not using awareness to look for awareness. There's awareness looking at what's not, what it's not, yeah? It's totally different, completely different. And it tells, shows you the absurdity of constantly trying to look for what you are as what you're not. You know, it's done, it's over, finito, yeah? So, yeah. All right, Mike. Anybody want to raise their hands? Skyler. Hi, Skyler. Hi again, Skyler. 
FBI. Um, so what I'm getting at is that we're like pure awareness, but when we don't think of us ourselves that way, like we are of this world, like we're not like animals or if we think we're not like animals, like pure hearted and then that's what trips us up. We actually have the potential to be as pure as animals. It's like the way society has constructed or whatever. I'm not a historian, but like the way it's been for, for a while since Jesus, like we have adopted like unpure qualities. And so that is another the, those unpure qualities is what makes us unpure even more so thinking that we're not just pure awareness or pure hearted beings. Well, I'm not, I don't, I'm not into the pure awareness thing. <laughs> okay. Awareness. I mean, cause it sounds like there's different variations of awareness. Like, uh, you know, I have a leather jacket and then a raincoat, but yeah, but no, it's awareness. Yeah. And, uh, mm, I get it. Cause we have recognition. Loud. You're not the thing that believes it has an ability to be pure. See, mm -hmm. the thing isn't pure. It can express a lot of things, but it's not those things. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. an expression, so to speak. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. That's how I see it. But what if it's not like becoming that? It's pure awareness is just like another way to describe the same thing that you're describing, just a different word. Yeah, pure, it's whatever works for you. Yeah. But pure tends to make it seem like it's a, a different strain of awareness. I like dog shit yeah. awareness. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to gravitate towards the dog shit awareness too. Yeah, because the pure, the pure uh, you know, it's sort of like testing gold, you know, how pure is it? 98% and then uh, I, those, those super fine scales you'd have to use to weigh all that shit, I think is uh, not useful, to tell you the truth. Yeah, Basically, just there's a loss of interest in the idea of Paul enough to travel lighter as Paul. Yeah, mm. yeah. So you don't really care about this shit. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just playing <laughs> angel's advocate. Yeah, yeah. I like, yeah <laughs> I'm always interested. I like uh, dancing with the mind. Yeah, of you. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm right and you're wrong. I'm just sharing my, you know, because I think that's my job here. So I'm just putting out how I see it. So, yeah, it's amazing how much interest I've lost in all of it. <laughs> yeah, it's the last it answer. Really, I mean, if I would have had a choice, I would have kept a little more, basically for my career. You know, so I'd have an interest in it more than I do. Yeah, you could totally. But I didn't have, I wasn't controlling the vacuum power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were, you would be like young grasshopper Skylar. 
you yeah. are not pure yet yet you will become <laughs> that's right that's right i can forecast you're gonna have an arduous time but when you arrive at the other shore on having never left you'll be super pissed off at me <laughs> <laughs> but whatever I already I'm not, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not shooting for the stars. I would just like to see people travel lighter. And uh, I don't think it's brought about by doing and having. I, I think it's brought about by seeing and coming to some conclusions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. You saw, if you really, uh, you know, like eternal hope uh, covers things up sometimes. Yeah. If you just see things, how they're really demonstrating, you'll come to some conclusions, you know, and uh, if you're willing to put your money on that square, I, I have a, my own experiences, it pays off. Yeah. So you realize uh, this is more about a loss of interest or let's say a redirection of interest and attention more than any uh, super fine pure focusing or concentration of it of interest yeah yeah uh, I'm, I'm with you i left the pure awareness meeting today because it got boring there you go yes yeah Don't shoot, just... man. It's, at least you have to look at the bottom of your shoe every few minutes yeah so because <laughs> you never know when you're going to be stepping in it <laughs> 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 yeah all right honey remember you're a lifetime member of zen bitch slap <laughs> namaste baby yeah <laughs> thanks skylar anybody else want to raise their hand I, I do like you guys adding that contrast between um pure and dog shit so like that's all that pure meant right was just just dog shit, you know, but then you can see how people, you know, have to like try to understand what does dog shit mean? Do I have to, do I have to roll in it? And <laughs> so then you go back to like, no, it's just pure, like only. <laughs> yeah, I've been stepping in some pure dog shit lately with this puppy. Yeah. It seemed it was preceded by a lack of awareness. And then I stepped in some dog shit awareness. <laughs> then you have to beat yourself to correct that problem. <laughs> yeah, it's uh Yeah, I mean you gotta have compassion and laughter with it, right? Like when you're talking about your left butt butt cheek hurting. And if you're identified as the one that has a left butt cheek hurting so you get into like you know repression and denial and so you know next thing you know you're you know a bottomed out addict <laughs> all because you had a left butt cheek that hurt <laughs> at one time <laughs> well the thing is let's say you have your left butt cheek hurting and then you're in the meditation hall and some people have just given it up they're laying down they're, they're snoring and now a pride comes over up so now you're thinking you're better than them, but you're really wishing you could just fucking lay down. So now, now 
pride with a little with a nice ingredient called spiritual pride is forming <laughs> and, and so and so <laughs> I mean <laughs> and you know you're only you're your rationale is you're going to arrive at awakening before they are because they were sleeping. <laughs> but in fact, they were much better off than you because they were chilled out. <laughs> uh, I told you about the one with the retreat. Remember that time I was at a, I was at a meditation retreat. And it was a strange one because there was people there for long, different time periods. So people could stay for like three months, you could do for a week. So I think I was going two weeks or something, two to three weeks. And we used to call this place uh, the Upper Middle Way. It was a very nice retreats place, you know. And uh, I mean, the room I was in with this other person was better than the room I lived in. <laughs> and they had Eagle Claw bathroom, bathtub. It was really sweet. So, and beautiful food three times a day. This wasn't like a retreat in Thailand. This was like well-catered retreat. And so uh, you'd have a person you'd speak to. So after about 11 days, at six o'clock was dinner. So uh, between five and six, people were like grazing, you know, walking around the hills, doing walking meditation. And then you'd realize it's getting late, so you start moving. So this one night I got there first, yeah? And I walked in and they had a big buffet and for the first time they had ice cream out, yeah? So I looked at the ice cream and I went right up there and got a bowl of it, went back to my seat. So I was going to eat ice cream first because I had a fear it wouldn't be any left and forget about the dinner. And so then I watched all these saintly people and they had their little, you know, walking in. And as soon as their eyes saw the ice cream, the results of the retreat were out the window. <laughs> their eyes started moving and they, I could see them. I'm going to get a bowl now, then get the dinner, then and then get another. <laughs> the, the whole, all the peace was gone. The desire kicked in and they were just dragged, dragged through at the buffet. I watched it all. It was amazing. So, uh... I think we put too much effort trying to change something that is really, really resistant to change. Yeah, It's programmed already to fulfill a mission, and it's not to be a chariot of the gods. Yeah, really. Yeah, you're not going to like, it's not going to be you and innate people are going to be standing on your spiritual back and you're going to transcend the body is gonna, you know, bye bye. Yeah. So <laughs> I just think, all right, let's do what we need to do and then move on, you know? Move on. Be free from the need to be liberated, really. That's the real liberation. Yeah. Because that which needs to be liberated isn't you. It isn't. Yeah. So you lose the need to be, you're freed 
from the need to be liberated. You're liberated from that need. Well, this is what happens. You're liberated from a lot of assumed needs when you see what you're not. Because what you're not isn't a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's, a, it's conditions based on conditions. Yeah? It's constantly, dependently originating based on circumstances and shit. In other words, the selfing gets made up all day. Yeah, tons of ingredients. There's no peace there. There's no unifying uh, nothing, yeah? It's it, based on circumstances that based on circumstances that are based on programming, that are based on unconscious habits, some scars, all this shit, all kicking up Yet we picture ourselves as this independent thing who's like the captain of the ship, which is ridiculous, yeah? You can't go on the journey that takes no time. You can't go on the journey that takes no time. You can't. It's impossible. You're a movement. Every gesture you make is of time. And the solution, the what we are is timeless. You're not, you can't use time to arrive at timelessness. That would be time. Try it. It will, it will serve you by failing. Go ahead. I was so close to non-duality. No, you fucking weren't. You can't be far from non-duality. Therefore, you can't be close to non-duality. This is not a call to arms. It's a disarming message. Yeah? What would happen if all the drives that are coming from an assumed unokayness would be dismissed? Maybe your pursuit of happiness would be a leisurely walk. Because you wouldn't be looking to get happy, you'd be expressing contentment and satisfaction. Yeah? You would be bringing what you were looking for through your day into your day. Instead of trying to acquire it through a lot of doing and having, which when you take it back, it seems that this, you know, its value goes down, it demands a lot of shit, and it seems like it got to go out the next day, and the next day, and the next day. I've got to prove that I'm fucking okay against a tons of mental evidence that I'm not. I mean, that case, you can't win it. Yeah? Really, I, I don't see how you can arrive at what you are but by seeing what you're not. Really, I can't. Because it's not an arrival that has distance and time involved. The arrival is recognizing something. Yeah? It can't be what you are because what you are is unrecognizable. So it has to be what you're not. Yeah? Because you can recognize that. Yeah? You recognize it from the unrecognizable. Instead of trying to fucking recognize the unrecognizable but from what we're not. It's just a correction that never needed to be made. Never. 
because nothing's changed. You have never been a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. You have been appearing seemingly as one, but you have never been one. You will never be one. Yeah? That's not what we're of. We are not of things that come and go. We are not of something that showed up and disappears. Yeah? We're not of it. Now, we can have tons of dramas about being in it, but the drama isn't rooted in being of it. No way. Yes? So this is how you travel lighter. Yeah? That's how you travel lighter. It's, it comes from the of. Yeah? The ofness comes into what we're in and allows a, tra- a traveling lighter through what we're in. But I don't care how much we're in it, we're not of it. Yeah? That needs to be clear. Because if you mix the two up, yeah, you're going to try to use what you use in the in to arrive at the of, and you are already at the of. That's why it doesn't work. Yeah? That's the whole assumption. That's all that's being implied by non-duality completely. You are what you're looking for. That's what I heard anyway. That's what how unique it was. It wasn't all right. Well, obviously, you are what you are, and you need to purify a lot of this, a lot of that. No. The message of non-duality is, hey, you are what you're looking for. What? Yeah. Yeah. The seeker is the sought. What? Yeah. Why? So it would throw a wrench in the logic because the seeker obviously doesn't believe it's the sought or there wouldn't be such a seeking, would there? Yeah. So you throw the little wrench in its works. So the seeker maybe hits, hits the wrench and there's a pause and it sees it not from the seeking, but it sees it from the sought, yeah? It sees it and it recognizes, it see, recognizes the failure of seeking for what you are. It recognizes it. It becomes clear as day and there's the end of that story and then you move on to other pastures. You don't keep digging the same hole. Yeah? You know, and some people are really keen in trying to help themselves, but the greatest way to do that is to serve others. Isn't that interesting? Why is that? Why do people get more value out of service than they do promoting themselves? Why? Because the self they're promoting isn't them. The service pulls you out of you, and then that's better for you. Yeah? Who would have thought? I've got to know the truth. No, you don't. You better realize you ain't going to know the truth. <laughs> You're not. You have no fucking idea. That's the truth. Yeah.
All right, whatever. Mike. Uh, John. John Reed. John R. John R. John R. Don't forget okay. to Sorry, I forgot to unmute. Put it on speaker. Yeah, yeah. Be able to see him. Yeah. Um, hey, Paul. How you going? That's it's good to hear you. Um, I got a couple of questions, so I don't really know how to put this. Um, I have a friend who is in emotional, what's called post-traumatic stress, possibly, and. Um, they're alluding to, you know, the, the fact that they, they feel they might be better or it might be better for everybody concerned if they ended their living, yeah? Um, where, where do we go? Um, short of me tying these people to chairs and putting matchsticks in their eyes and showing them a Paul Hederman video until because i believe everybody that hears it would wake up but maybe i'm wrong um am i being of a disservice to keep encouraging them to listen to you or is this i mean it, i i hear am i playing god and um my thought is if this event took place i'd kind of be okay but there are other other people involved children grandchildren you know um, it's an easier status quo for this incident not to happen. Yeah, it's a long, it's a, it's a short-term solution for a, you know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But you see, again, people have their destinies as an action figure. Yeah. 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 And so there's a point, and I, it's not written in stone, but you arrive at a point where, uh. All you can do is just hold the space, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And realize yeah. that your limited understanding is quite limited and it can't be applied really to this situation. You don't know what's really going on. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I run into it or I have in the past with, uh, you know, with people and addiction and, yeah. uh, you know, I have observed strange things in it where the person who wants that other person the most to get sober never usually leads them to the sobriety. Yeah? yeah, yeah. They usually hear it from a stranger or something. And yeah. it's just strange. It's just a trippy thing. So uh, I would ask, uh, you know, as who is this John that's concerned with all this? And just see what you. comes up on that end, yeah? I hear you. And, you know, that brings me to the playing God. Um, yeah. And as I said, John's pretty, I, I don't want, you know, hey, my, my uh, ambivalent is probably not the right word. Um, I'm just saying there are other family members that will yeah. be less ambivalent or, or far more involved with that if it happened. And uh, just the damage caused by that, uh, I, I get. Yeah, hey, it'll be what it'll be. Um, but a lot of this goes on, a lot of it. Now we may have ideas that it shouldn't and stuff, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people run into dead ends, seemingly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, I had my my brother kill himself and my sister killed herself, my older brother and sister, you know, and, uh, you know, from watching that happen, a conclusion I came with was, you know, they were outmatched by circumstances. Something overwhelmed them and their system couldn't adapt. They tried and then they failed. And then, uh, and I have quite a lot of compassion for people who, who go through that because I've watched it. I've watched people who life uh, overwhelms them. Yeah. Circumstances. They had a dependency. They believed they had the American dream. Then a divorce comes. They lose the money. They lose the access to the ski lodge and shit like that. You know, no one's calling them anymore because they're divorced. And then they start drinking. And, you know, it's it's sort of like watching, a, you know, a snowball going downhill. It picks up speed and momentum. And a lot of times there's an exit through grace. And a lot of times there isn't. Or the person doesn't see it, the exit. Yeah. And it takes its course to, and it ends in that situation. Yeah, I guess for me, it's like I hear you say, uh, I'm throwing the ball everywhere so I can't miss. Yeah. Um, the challenge for me is just getting them to sit in front of your videos, you know? Well, that's not that because it doesn't matter. You, you know, you can bring the horse to water, but it yeah, doesn't yeah. mean they're going to drink it. So. Yeah. I think just that feeling that's before that and not the direction or the drive, that feeling is valuable for them. Yeah. That yeah, you're concerned yeah. about them and there's a love there. That's, that's to me is the holding the space. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks very much and love your work. Man. Thank you. Nice. Thank you, John. Yes. Thanks, John. Yeah. And like, that just so rocks to be concerned, but not for what they're not, you know, that, that, that liability that the person feels that wants to kill themselves, you know, that somebody else is going to be in pain and that's supposed to, you know, that, that can help somebody not do it in some circumstances, you know, through, you know, <laughs> through that possibility of awakening, but the actual liability that that just, adds to the person that wants to kill themselves as opposed to, hey, it's not really of concern that what you're not, right? Yeah. That's yeah, just yeah. like, the, you know, the biggest difference. I've tried to kill myself a couple of times in the past and, you know, and I've had, you know, of course had people just say that, you know, don't you know what pain you're going to cause or whatever. And that, that road didn't work for me. So I'm no. sure your friend is... Well, 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 John, you can always stay after the meeting, and there's some people that may have experiences with that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I've had so experiences. Uh, I've had hmm? experiences before, and they weren't so successful. Um, hmm. Well, who they, knows? They may have been successful. Know. That's some right. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you. Yes, always, John. You're a lifetime member of Zen Bitch Lab. Don't worry. Yeah, feel, Before you like die and after you die. Yeah, I'm already yeah. dead. Thank you. Yeah, there you go.
Linda has her hand up. Linda. Um, I don't have a question. I just wanted to comment. I'm, I'm feeling a lot of love for John and Paul right now. I didn't know. I obviously didn't know John was going through this and I didn't know Paul had lost a brother and sister. So I, I just want to say I'm holding space for anyone going through this and it is what it is, but, um, you know, I, I, I just, I'm just feeling a connection and I, I don't have words, but, um, I love you both. I love everyone here, but I love you so much. Uh, as Judith was saying earlier, we, we love you, Paul. We love you, John. We love everyone. And I know I'm just making no sense right now, but, um, I'm glad to be here and to be part of this kind of uh, communication. So thank you. Thank you for holding the space for everyone who's holding the space. Especially thank you, That was very nice, yeah. Yes, anyone else? Thanks, Linda. Anybody else wanna raise their hand? Sundara's hand is up. Sorry, Jack, we're up. Sorry, Sundara, was your hand up long? I think you lost them, Mike. His video is black. I don't know if you lost lighting or... There, now it's back. He's come back. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't unmute. Hey, Paul, it's great to see you. Good to see you, my friend. 
Um, geez, I was really enjoying the meditation quiet there for a while. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But um, this topic uh, actually, well, uh, I'm okay. Uh, the topic of, of suicide actually uh, came up at a meeting last week. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I was thinking about it a bit. And I just, um, I'm trying to figure out what would make a, a person uh, take their own life. And is it, is it, um, because this is the thing. I think when someone does that, they it, it's not actually themselves that they want to kill. But it's 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 the selfing. It's I don't think it's actually the 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 their existence they want. I I think it's uh all the the pain that's caused by the selfing. I don't know. It's just a thought I had about it. And uh, um, I, I'm also uh, very grateful for uh, for Zen Bitch Slap, and uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of compassion here that I that I know of that I can see. So, but I don't know. I guess I really don't have a question. I just that was just kind of my thought about it, you know, is, uh, um, yeah, that's what it seems like to me that the selfing gets so bad, um, that it becomes the only option, I guess, for some people. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. <clears throat> well, I don't want to get that into it, but you could look at it in one way. If the act of identification is in place and what you're hearing that's driving you crazy, yes, is you, then there's no other way. If you're going to finally get relief from that, the whole package has to go. Yeah? Yeah. Because the, the, the system can't uh, entertain the idea that which is driving them crazy is not them. Yeah? Right. And therefore, in a way, they're left with no option, in a sense. Yeah? So I, a lot of people in recovery kill themselves. Not a lot, but people do. And usually they... You know, they they're the act of identification has has uh, sort of bonded the in and the of, yeah, and so they think what they're in, they're of, yeah, right. and the only way out is to collapse the in, yeah. So yeah. the head likes to take you to fuck it, you know for a lot of people. Usually it doesn't lead to that point, but it leads to drinking or doing drugs or acting out. And basically it, it, 
it's backed up by a faith that's being directed yeah, by the mental state. And so you're taking false evidence to appear to be real. And so suddenly you're brought to a place completely manufactured and it, it triggers a fuck it. And then you do something that uh, you would never do if you were in your right mind. Yeah. Which is maybe drink again or jump off a bridge or whatever, not to make a joke out of it, but there was a, a, a documentary called the bridge that was based on the golden gate bridge. And they would watch people and they try to figure out who was think looked like they were going to try to kill themselves and they'd video it. Yeah. Now they weren't supposed to do it. So they were masquerading as looking at nature and wildlife around underneath the bridge, but they were focusing their cameras on people. Yeah. And then uh, there was a, a book came out about it too. And they, one of the people that had jumped off the bridge had survived. And they asked the person what you were thinking when you jumped off the bridge. And the guy said, I was thinking how everything was so perfect except for me jumping off the bridge. <laughs> so it's sort of like uh, sometimes in a way, if that conclusion, let's say suicide didn't happen, you would be laughing about it a few seconds later. Yes? Mm-hmm. You would have seen the insanity of it. That's the whole part of being on the other side. That which is take can be taken to be so dramatic is seen as comedy. Yeah? A lot. You digest the information completely differently than you used to. Yeah. You see, you're hearing the same propaganda, but you're not, it's not formulating into a view. It's not formulating into a a world of false evidence. You're seeing it and the attempt in it and, and the failed attempt of it. And then there's humor. It's fucking hilarious in some respects, yeah? So some people don't get to that find that point. There it ends it ends, yeah, seemingly. But if they would have stayed and woke up, they would have been laughing like fucking crazy. About that which drove them in seemingly drove them to kill themselves. Yeah? Right. They would laugh at that. All right. But you need a sense of otherness because the sense we're in is that that which is talking to me is me. Yeah. You have to have a question there. Because if, if, that's, if that's the condition, then you're going to be led. <laughs> you're going to be led by thought quite a lot. Yeah. And you're going to be led to a lot of overwhelms and you're apt to do almost anything when you're in that condition. Yeah. And that condition was produced, generated mostly by the mental activity. Yeah. Right. So it's not really what's happening. It's the interpretation of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
Nice to see you, bro. I never, I'm not seeing you, but you're in, you're in some kind of vehicle or something. I don't know where you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice to see you, Paul. Thanks. Yes. Thanks, Indara. Anybody else want to raise their hand? Hey, Paul, when you read that, or about that book, did it mention the campaign or the, um, how they put up signs on the bridge where people can text for help? I didn't read the book. I just, someone gave me that quote about the guy they interviewed. I thought it was pretty good. I thought that was fascinating that people that were intending on killing themselves obviously weren't totally, if they would take up the suggestion to text, knowing that that's actually worked and helped. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you just want to die. See, it's, uh, that train can be derailed. Yeah. What's that? It doesn't, it, you know what I mean? Unless it can't be. I don't want to get into predetermination and everything, but. Yeah, and it kind of goes to the thing I was saying too about it's being removed from the ones that are inflicting their concern on you. And there's this, a, a number that you can text, right? That's more removed from that. That's kind of an opening that you'll listen to because you're, it's not shut off by the concern that is actually of suicide. That, that kind of concern is like, oh, you should be worried about life. So I should be worried about you. That just confirms why wouldn't we want to kill ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to some, another question, if possible. No other hands. Well, then I can just say hello to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I see Alan right here. Nice to see you, Alan. Clifford from Chiang Mai. Nice to see you, Clifford. John R. from near where my, one of my favorite places. Uh, Jennifer from Arizona. Nice to see you, Jennifer. Mary, I don't know where Mary is. I think she's in the Northwest. Yes. I'm in Victoria, Paul. Oh, Victoria. Yeah, and I hear you're going to come up here, huh? Yes, yeah. Oh, that would be fabulous. I like it up there. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Paul. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Lovely, lovely tonight. Thank you, Mary. Uh, we've got Zabi. Zabi, nice to meet you, Zabi. Stay in. We'll, uh, we'll get together, yeah? For sure, Paul. Thank you. I do appreciate you. Yeah, you're welcome, bro. And we got Bernard. Uh, saying I'm in Oakland too, so I'm not that far from you either. Oh no, you're not that far. Yeah, Bernard, how are you? Nice to see you. We got uh, we got uh, Johannes from Germany. He was one of the beginning uh, Zoom members. Yes, Sundara. He entered a few days after we started. I think. Yeah. 
We got, uh, let's see, well, who's this here? Thomas T, Damien, Hal, JP from Vietnam. Nice to see you, not see you, but nice to hear from you, JP. Krish, we got Sagar, Sagar from uh, Toronto. Let's see, uh, let's see who else we got here. We got Fritz, oh, Fritz, my friend from Southern Cal. We got Robert. Nice to see you, Robert. We got Stefan having never left. We Thanks, got Boyd, George. He's peeking out of the void. Getting sucked back in. Kenneth. He's in Vancouver. Nice to see you, Kenneth. Vlad is in Russia, I think, still. Yes, I am. Nice Thank to you, see Paul. you, Vlad. Stay warm. Brahmi. Brahmi, uh, did you talk with John Reed and everything? You got all that set up? All right, good. Yeah, we have, we've been exchanging emails. I went on and looked at it again, and it's, um, it's like 1230 at night until 430 in the morning here. So maybe uh, I'll just pull some all-nighters with you. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. It'll be nice. I'd like to have you there. Anyway, then I'll be there. Thank you. Right. Yeah. If you bring the card. If you bring huh? the card, I'm coming. Uh, the card will be there. <laughs> the card, you know, wherever I am, there's card, and where That's there's right. card, there's where there, I am there. Yes. <laughs> uh, we got John. We got Zlatko. I just saw. I had a nice coffee with Zlatko today. Yes. Socially distancing, of course. John K. Always good to see you, John. We got Mike. We got Judith and Kerry. Yes, my little Hawaiian foundation. Skyla. Nice to see you, honey. Good night. Good night, hon. Sanda, as always. Yes. We got Brandon, one of our music makers. Nice to see you, Brandon. We got Jenny. Jenny, where are you from? I've asked you before, I think. Toronto. Toronto. Oh, I go up there a lot. Hopefully I'll go again. I, I usually go there twice a year. Good. Yeah. I'll hope I run into you. I hope so. <laughs> we got Zach, Gary C coming out of the closet. No, out of the corner. Hey, Paul. Gary's a, a great supporter of us. I appreciate it, Gary, quite a lot. You yeah. did great work. You know what? I may get in touch with you. Uh, I may come up to Grass Valley this weekend or something. Okay, so I live a couple hours south of the play, but I, yeah, let me know. I'll let you know, yeah. All right. Sure. We've uh, got Linda. Thank you, Linda, for, uh, you know, what you are always speaks louder than what you say. And it comes through loud and clear, so. Yeah. There was no misunderstanding, I don't think. All right. Let's see who else is here. I can say goodbye to. I can just start saying goodbye again. Let's see. No, I think that's it, bro, on here. 
Oh, Jennifer. Uh, yeah, Jennifer. Hal. Uh, yeah. Well, nice to see. Nice to see or not see everyone, Damien. And uh, yeah, we're gonna start a new meeting next Tuesday at nine in the morning for that group that's doing the retreat. So nine in the morning Pacific time, I'm going to do a non-duality meeting before the recovery meeting to see if it works out. So if you want, I think the information's on the website. So it will be nine o'clock Pacific time, Tuesday, once a month, the third Tuesday of the month, just once a month. All right. And then all the other information's on zenbitchslap.com and, uh, Feel free to lavish me with a lot of money. Yes, I'll humbly uh, accept that. Uh, and just really, I really appreciate this space. It's uh, we've we've participated in an interesting event. We really have. Every one of us has been a a ladle in this little soup, so to speak. Yes, a little stirring of everything. It's to me, it's it's very very tasty. So it wouldn't be this tasty without all the ingredients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a beautiful instead of chicken stock, it's got a nothing stock. Yeah, and you put everything in there. It's delicious. All right, guys. See you, Vlad. See everybody. Thanks, Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Thanks Mike. Thank you for all the love. Thanks, see everyone. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody. Yep. Take care. Thank Thanks, you. everyone. Bye.